0: From Walt Disney Pictures, Aladdin's lamp was the most powerful force on Earth. So what'll it be, master? But an evil sorcerer is determined to steal it. The lamp is mine. Not so fast, Jafar. No, only the courage of Aladdin and the magic of the genie. Hang on to your turban, kid. Stand in his way. Get the lamp. Come on, Aladdin. It's Disney's all-new adventure classic, Aladdin, rated G. <laughs> Starts Wednesday, November 25th.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson. Hi there. And today we are going to be talking about 1992's Aladdin. And before we get started with that, we always start out with our segment, What You Been Watching?
0: What You Been Watching? Where
1: we talk about stuff we're watching that's current. Or not. Current-ish. Or or whatever. Yeah,
0: whatever. Whatever we're watching. Whatever we've been watching. watching. You've been watching some Sabrina.
1: I have been, because the newer season is out now on Netflix. The new
0: new Sabrina. The new adventures. The chilling, scariest moments in the dark of Sabrina. Whatever Mm -hmm. it's called.
1: Yes. And it's good. (laughs) But not so good that I'm having to binge it. So I've just been watching an episode here or there. Great. The episodes are really long. They are, they are like forty five to one was like over an hour long
0: yeah they do that I know
1: it just takes a time <laughs> commitment it's not like a like a twenty two minute show that just sucks you in and then you end up watching like eight episodes yeah yeah so, correct
0: so yep. that was the show you've been watching because um, I
1: finished oh yeah the magicians, the magic which had show. its uh season finale that was very not controversial but I, think I already talked about it yeah. It's very moving. It? I cried. I watched the episode and cried.
0: Maybe you talked about it. You're still affected by it, though, clearly.
1: Yeah, it was really, really, really good. I want to go back and watch it with you because you did enjoy watching Buffy. And although this is, you know, 20 years past that, um, I think that you would like it. It's like for adults. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I do like... Shows for adults. Yeah.
0: I <laughs> cool. also like shows for children. Sure do. Like Aladdin.
1: Speaking of what you like, what have you been watching,
0: Tyler? Let's see. Well, I watched... Oh, you know, I watched something that you watched, although we didn't watch it together. It was Unicorn Store. This is a movie directed by Brie Larson and also starring Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. And she made it... And Sam Jackson's in it, too. But she made it before they worked on Captain Marvel together, but of course... Netflix they purchased it or they're being smart they're like hey we'll put it out right after Captain Marvel came out and people will maybe watch it. And I mean it's like not at all like Captain Marvel, but <laughs> sure isn't. She's a just kind of like a college dropout who goes back to live with her parents who're played by Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack and she gets offered a unicorn from a unicorn store that's run by Samuel L. Jackson. And, yeah, it's kind of this weird, fanciful, I get, not coming of age, but like, uh, like, learning to grow up or something like mm-hmm. that, um, kind of movie. It's not great. Um, I found it to be a little uneven. I liked some of the ideas in it. Like, I thought it, what it was aiming for was like, the inherent, like, was kind of a movie about the inherent selfishness of being like 20. And not knowing what to do with your life and how that affects others. But it seemed a little undercooked in that regard. But I liked that it was trying for something that's a little bit different. It's not the same message you see when it comes to this kind of stuff. It seemed like, it's like a 90 minute movie. It seemed like, to me it felt like it was cut down. It felt like there was some stuff like that needed to be explored more or something. But whoever decided to cut it, whether it was her or whether it was some studio thing after, just felt like maybe maybe you know, who knows what happened. Maybe maybe nothing, maybe it was uh didn't film well or who knows. It just seemed like there was something that was could have been more complete, I guess.
1: I really liked it. I thought it like struck that like uh indie film tone, but it wasn't I don't even know how to describe it because it wasn't like it wasn't funny. No. It wasn't overly dramatic, so I wasn't like No. It's fanciful. Moved. It's it like is precious, fanful, it's whizzical. like a little yeah. It it felt like uh like a updated version of Drop Dead Fred, but like without all the gags. Yeah, and we did just uh, talk just about Drop episode. Dead Fred, yeah. mm-hmm. so it kind of felt like that because it's, like, it's like it's like how much of this is real? How much is 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 she just imagining this? Is this is she like losing her shit and going crazy? Right um her parents you know are concerned for her she's meeting someone else and do they also see what she sees and right yeah it felt like it had some of those elements in there
0: brie larson's scenes with sam jackson are good like they have that same chemistry together they had in captain marvel and they've worked they worked on what the kong skull island movie but they don't really share a lot of like scenes in that movie all that much um and he's playing kind of an antagonist but that same kind of thing that's so good about Captain Marvel is present in this like they definitely have a because they're friends in real life and i think that that for whatever reason uh kind of shines through he plays a kind of i mean it's one of the worst wigs of Samuel L. Jackson's career and that's saying something because he's been known to put on quite quite a bit of uh, strange hair mm-hmm. this is up there in like the <laughs> craziest territory mm-hmm. of wigs that he's wearing but, this was also
1: one of those movies where, like, the parents are really supportive and funny and interesting in their own right.
0: Yeah, I could use more of that. I could use more of that and less of her going to work as an intern at this, like, PR firm. A lot of that didn't work for me because yes. I wasn't sure why. I mean, I get that she's trying to, like, grow up. grow up and take a job, but there's a subplot with a boss that's a little skeevy that's just a little bit. It just doesn't seem to fit with the rest of it. I don't know. I agree. And yeah. so it spent a little bit too much time over there. But, yep.
1: but, but, you know. If you're into Brie Larson and Sam Jackson and fanciful, whimsical indie movies, it's then... It's basically free, right? If you have yeah. Netflix, it's yeah. worth...
0: I mean, it's better than a lot of things that end up on Netflix. So, I I mean, it was worth watching. I like those two enough that I could watch it and even probably sit through it again and be fine with it. But yeah. it wasn't, like, great. Yep. Um, another Netflix one I watched was The Highwayman which is, like, the other side of, like, catching Bonnie and Clyde, but, like, from the cop's perspective.
1: The Highwaymen.
0: Highwaymen, and it's, like... Oh,
1: when you told me the movie earlier, I thought you said High Women.
0: No, oh, The High Women. That would have been an interesting movie. <laughs> um, the <laughs> Women, so that's, it's a very, like, it's like a dad you movie. You just said High Women,
1: I swear to high God you women. did. Women.
0: It's like a dad movie, you know what I mean? Like, Seabiscuit, or uh, anything with Kevin Costner, When you right? say
1: dad movie, you mean your dad?
0: Kind of, yeah, like, not like, yeah, like... Because,
1: like, my dad, he's not watching
0: Seabiscuit. He might... <laughs> Your dad... No, he might have watched Seabiscuit. Is definitely
1: watching C-Biscuit. No, but,
0: you know, it's this it has Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson in it, I mean, and they're like cops, and they're like stoic, and they're like, they're used to doing things the old-fashioned way, and they're running around... It's fine. It's totally fine. It's kind of enjoyable to watch because it has, like, the overqualified cast, but it's not... Uh... Oh, yeah, the director's like John Lee Hancock, you know, the director of The Blind Side and The Rookie. These are like dad movies. John Hancock? John Lee Hancock. You mean Herbie Hancock? Herbie Hancock. Yeah, not Herbie Hancock. Different. They're not related, I don't think. So that was fine. And then so the, a lot of streaming stuff. And then the other thing I watched was this... uh A lot of people did probably watch this. It's the Guava Island It's technically a feature film, but it's only 55 minutes long, and it's on Amazon, and this is Donald Glover's project, and it's one of his, the main director that he uses on Atlanta, and it's the director who made the This Is America music video, Mm -hmm. and it's this weird, like, it's a drama about a musician. It's not Donald Glover. He's he's there on this fictional country, Guava Island. It's kind of run by this big business, and they all just want like he just wants to like to start he plays a musician so he wants to like have a music festival so people can have a day off the powers that be don't like this um rihanna is in it she's like the like girlfriend she's also like a factory worker but she doesn't sing but it is a musical because donald glover sings and does his music in the movie but rihanna's in it does not sing it's a little bit of a disappointment because you're like well you we have rihanna
1: yeah, I you're going to well. get some, like, umbrella action.
0: Well, no. But, so it's all, like, Donald Glover music, and there's, like, even, like, kind of a slightly remixed version of This Is America in it, which is interesting, and it has kind of a funky dance kind of thing to it. It's it's pretty good, and it's well-made because it's that same director, but it also is just, like, it's 55 minutes, and it's just, like, I could have had it... Like, why not make does it, it feel, like, 90 minutes? I was going
1: to say, does it feel like an episode...
0: The beginning of a series. It does, kind of, but yeah. it, it, but it has its own, but that's the weird thing. It like, it, yeah, on one hand, it, for a while, it feels like it could be like pilot episode of a show, but then it like decidedly it tries to wrap up the storyline. Hmm. And so then you have this weird combination, but it's like a musical. So that's, I mean, it's very different and I like it and I love Donald Glover and he's good in it and Rihanna's very good in the part. And I just, yeah, I was just like, well, it could have been like an, Thirty more minutes, we could have like a real movie here. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you if you're an Amazon subscriber, you just turn it on and watch it, and it's worth an hour.
1: So that is Guava Island. Yeah, the
0: Don Don Donald Glover's. It, it premiered at like mm-hmm. they he he ran it at Coachella. Like this is a thing now. All these like Beyonce did her big things. So now there's like a Beyonce documentary about her Coachella thing last year. So this is like this mixed like it's I mean if anybody's going to do an interesting thing like this or do something that's kind of off the beaten path I guess Donald Glover is the one. So cool. I like it. It's worth watching. It's Excellent. good.
1: Excellent. Um yeah, was that it? Yeah, that's all you put on the list. Okay, that's good. Okay. Okay, so here we are. We're talking about Aladdin
0: and usually what we do is we write a what-do-you-remember paragraph about Aladdin. But here's the thing about this movie. We decided to, like, watch it with our kids, number We one. did. and Because it's a kid movie. And apparently we just forgot about doing what-do-remember because we were, like, turning it on for our kids. We've seen it. Both of us have seen it a lot, obviously. This was something that you and I probably both saw in a movie theater when we were kids. I definitely mm-hmm. did. Do you have a specific memory of seeing it in the theater? mm I do why, but I know I obviously saw it in the theater. I don't have a specific... Memory of going. I have a very specific memory of going to, like, The Lion King three different times. That was, like, two years later, but...
1: I wonder if we didn't go see it in the theater. I definitely did. You did? Oh, yeah. You were so young. You were only, like, eight years old.
0: It was a big deal because I remember that... So, eight years old is kind of a good... Well, like, seven or eight, right? Um, Yeah.
1: You think Marion's, like, that age.
0: I think that this was a time when we were... The previous Disney movies that we were getting were The Little Mermaid, which is probably my favorite of the that era of Disney movies, Beauty and the Beast, which is a favorite for a lot of people because one was a Best Picture nomination. And then it was like Aladdin. So it was like, as a young boy, you're like, I liked those movies a lot. Obviously, I think they're probably better than Aladdin. But as a little boy, you're like, oh, they're making like a Disney movie. Like, oh, like it's like the time that Disney figured out like their cartoons, like, oh, we can make them for boys and maybe we'll make more money because mm-hmm. it was this. And then it was like, the Lion King is about a boy character, you know, because there's not enough. This is what I've always been. This is what I've always said.
1: <laughs> uh, i gonna... too many
0: movies with women in them, <laughs> starring women. Hardly any movies that feature like a top billed man. Have you noticed this? It's very weird, <laughs> strange thing that's going on. It's kind
1: of what I was thinking as you were starting. To we got go Captain down this Marvel.
0: Road. Brie Larson thinks she's got to be. Headlighting a movie called Captain Marvel, you know what I mean? So let's do some
1: high stats <laughs> on Aladdin. I'm just
0: kidding, dork, obviously. obviously.
1: <laughs> okay, Aladdin um came out November 25th, 1992.
0: I don't even remember that. It was like a Thanksgiving movie. Like
1: a Thanksgiving pre-Christmas
0: movie, rated yeah. G. Sure.
1: Clocked in at the perfect time of...
0: 91 minutes.
1: Oh, one hour, 30 minutes. I
0: was off by one minute. You were, and you were
1: over, so Price is Right rules... Boom, 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 boom. Just insert
0: that when you go do the editing. <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: Okay, so uh, let's see what else we got. What do you like to hear from me?
0: Well, I want to know what kind of hit it was. I'm sure it was a hit, but...
1: The budget was an estimated $28 million.
0: That's crazy. The
1: opening weekend was 196000 Okay, and then... What?
0: So they must have opened in like a couple theaters okay. just for a little preview run.
1: Sure. So the budget was twenty eight million. Gross USA was two hundred and seventeen million.
0: Okay.
1: Cumulative worldwide gross five hundred and four million. Huge hit. Huge. What's
0: funny about this is it this is what's weird. I mean, I obviously budgets have exploded since this era, but like, if you think about a Disney animated release now, obviously it's CGI, computer animation, but like those Pixar movies, they rig- they don't like disclose it, but like the, the general idea is that a Pixar, like a full feature, is think about it being like 28. I mean, it's just, it was just wild. I'm sure like the new Frozen movie has a pretty high budget.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: It's just, that's where we're at. But it was a, that's a sizable hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mostly because of a little thing called Robin Williams, right? This was yes. like a crossover hit. Yes. The thing I remember about this movie, I don't remember going to see it in the theater, but I do remember, like, this was one, speaking of, like, dad movies, Mm -hmm. my dad didn't care about going to see Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast, my mom would take me, but my dad... Was like, whoa, oh, he saw the, I remember him like in the trailer, he was like, oh, it's got Robin Williams in it. He's being, yeah, we gotta see this movie.
1: And I'm sure the longer trailers were like, here's him doing impersonations of like yeah. adult things that kids don't even know what he's talking this about. This was
0: lobbing, this was getting those parents, right? They're mm-hmm. like, you know, you love Robin Williams. Here you go. Here you go. This is Robin Williams Unleashed. In a comic role that's just perfect for Robin Williams. Totally. And so that was kind of like the hook. God, even my dad. It turned it into a dad movie, for God's sake.
1: Yeah, it Aladdin. Did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of what I remember. And then I remember just really liking it and loving it and getting the clamshell VHS and watching that at home a ton. Do you? Did you have it? Was this a movie that you guys ended up owning in your household?
1: We didn't really own a lot of movies, so I don't think we own We... Auntie Peggy owned all the Disney movies.
0: in the clamshells.
1: Yeah. I don't think we bought them. They were expensive. They were like $35 back then. And then they would only come out like once every seven years. So she would make sure to get them. But no. There was a vault. We did not get them.
0: It was a vault.
1: We would like think we would borrow them from her.
0: Yeah, they still pull that vault shit, though. They do. Well, because we watched our our DVD copy, and our DVD copy right in the front was like, first time on DVD! And it Ooh. was, like, available for a while, and it wasn't available, and I have no idea if it's, like, an easily purchasable thing. And now, what's crazy about all this nonsense, right? This is why I – so Disney Plus, their streaming service, comes out this December or November. And they say like it's gonna have a ton of content, our old archive movies are gonna be on there. And I just can't believe these guys. I just, I refuse to believe that they're gonna just throw all this stuff in there day one. Because that is not how they've played this for years. It's always been True. like... Here are, get your DVD. First time on DVD. Oh, we're gonna take it away. First time on VHS. Oh, we're gonna take it away. First time on Blu-ray. First time on 4K. They can't help themselves. Totally. So they'd be on day one. They'll have, well, they won't put Song of the South on there. We'll tell you that for sure. But, um. I can tell you that they'll maybe they'll put everything on there like Aladdin will be on there day 1 but then they'll be like, "Well, you better watch it before January 15th because we're going to take it off for a little while." They can't help themselves. Nope. I don't believe them. I agree. We're going to we'll give it a roll because I it's a bunch of Star Wars new content. I'm going to obviously. Oh yeah, we're getting Disney Plus.
1: Jesus, we're going to be up to like paying the like equivalent of having cable.
0: Honestly, I'm more excited about the content on there than I am about the Netflix content right now. Just saying. Um. Yeah.
1: Don't you be dissing my Sabrina.
0: And then, who well, you're gonna, you might be able to get a deal too because Disney owns the majority stake of Hulu, and, and there's do. talk of them like buying Hulu
1: outright. Oh, I don't know if I like that. So,
0: because Universal NBC is, they're going to launch their own streaming service, and they're probably going to take off. Their, they're going to probably take their content off of the Hulu unless they can strike a deal. So then, Hulu and Disney Plus will probably be bundled. You could get that a little bit cheaper for one. Yeah. But yeah, no, everything's getting splintered off. Your, your days are getting everything $15 on
1: $15 to every network that you
0: want to Yeah, pretty watch. much.
1: Yeah. It's CBS annoying. already
0: started it with their stuff. You can only watch their shows on their app and you can't watch it on anything else. That's what they want. Yeah. It's going to be a splinter it's going to be cost you more.
1: That's annoying. Never, annoyed.
0: never. You can't ever, uh, uh what's the word I want to say? You don't want to, you don't want to. Uh, You don't want to ignore the big conglomerates out there because here's the thing about the big conglomerates like the Disneys and the NBCs. They they know how to make money, you see. And you and I, we don't know what they're doing half the time. You think that they – you think you've got a handle on them, but you don't.
1: I thought you You were going to quote a little movie that we uh, are going to be podcasting about next.
0: I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. It's really late. That's a good tease, though. That is a good tease. (laughs) So Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Um – all right. So. I was just
1: trying to reminisce here as you were... I wasn't really listening to what you were saying the last well, few Well, why would you be? You never But knew. I was thinking, like, did I like this growing up? Mm. Like, I know I liked a couple of the songs, mm-hmm. but I'm getting this, like, vague memory of kind of not liking parts of Aladdin.
0: What parts do you I think d- that you didn't like?
1: I feel like I wanted to fast forward to the part where the genie was. Because
0: it takes a good, like, half hour.
1: I didn't like the part in the beginning with the... Uh, the The opening with Robin Williams doing the sales, the beggar,
0: not the beggar, the sales, the salesman, yeah, and the Arabian Nights song. You don't like Arabian Nights? No, I was just
1: like, let's get to it. I think I wanted to get to Jasmine faster, Mm -hmm. even though I was pretty tomboyish then.
0: Yeah, but she's definitely like, I mean, she's there for that that demographic, but it's a secondary character. I
1: really hated her dad, and I really hated Iago.
0: Ooh, I like it. I'm a big fan of Iago,
1: and I kind of thought Aladdin was dumb, Mhm, so I loved the movie, but I kind of think I might have had mixed feelings about it,
0: so you loved the movie, but you didn't yeah. <laughs> and now you so now you've watched it again recently,
1: I did, and okay, so we watched this almost two weeks ago, it's which been is a while. never a good thing i don't I think because there's like the reaction you have right after you watch a movie, mm-hmm. and then there's the reaction you have after it like settles for a couple
0: weeks. That's chub oh, oh, the reaction of settling it for a couple weeks. How specific to our moment in time right now.
1: Well, I feel like right after I watch something, I'm like, that was really
0: good. Mm-hmm. Or
1: I'm very strongly like that was really bad. So this is what's happened in the last two weeks. I came off of Aladdin going, that was really good. We're going to do a podcast about it. Oh my God, it still holds up. It's amazing. This and now I'm sh- sitting here going, but like, was it? <laughs> did I like it? Because I kind of feel like I
0: don't like this it. This is similar to the phenomenon that you have in which you see a movie and you're like, that was really good. And then about an hour later, you're like, did I see that? Did I see that? Was it any good? Yeah. I don't know. Mostly your memory. Because as
1: yeah. I'm reflecting back on Len, there's a lot of pieces that are annoying about it.
0: Let's get into a little bit of that, because okay. um, this is my m- number one question, is that we were kids, we saw mm-hmm. the movie, we liked it to some degree, I liked it, You, who knows what you thought, I guess. Who knows? Um, I, I, my
1: memories cannot be trusted.
0: But, there's a whole subtext here that i Oh, I thought kids, you were to say a whole new world. There's a whole new world of subtext. <laughs> out there that you wouldn't know about as a kid, which is just like, there's a whole culture being depicted here. Yeah. That. This was the first movie. That we were exposed to anyway, about this part of the world. And I know it's part of the, part of the world, part of that. That's a different movie. Did did, did Um, Disney
1: have, um, I'm trying to think of a Disney cartoon movie feature film. That's the word I'm looking for. That featured brown people.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't have a great history of that.
1: No, I mean, that, like, was all about... No. That was set somewhere other than white, Well, white, white. I mean, you
0: know, there are... Most of their movies are about palaces far, far away in, like, European countries. It's all
1: white European people. Right.
0: And then you have uh, Little Mermaid. That's under the sea, uh, of course. Because I feel like sea, I, grew, specifically.
1: I grew up in an Asian-American family, mm-hmm. and I grew up in a lot of – with um, went to school with a lot of Mexican-Americans. Right. And I feel like this movie was like, it's the first movie for all you brown people.
0: Well <laughs>
1: – then I it mean, was like all of them. It was like, we're just going
0: to – this you is say for you guys. You react that way because it's not – even though it is set in like an Arab world, it is not particularly – positive about that or nor is it really specific about it in general i think it's just mostly about because it is it's getting away with a little bit of that because it's set in the past obviously it's not like modern times right Mm -hmm. that's but um yeah i mean you would i'm not surprised to kind of do a little digging or research on the movie afterwards and being like well there were some groups that were a little unhappy with the depict like well, I wouldn't have known that then, but I'm like, of course they did. <laughs> like, of course they were. <laughs> there's just like a, some of the song lyrics in Arabian Nights, which they they did change a couple of those because they were very harsh about like. But then there's also like moments of like, uh there was one the one of the henchmen that goes and goes and tries to go in the cave of wonders first. He like to get the little uh, talisman or whatever. He had to say like, oh, I had to slit a th- few throats to get this. Uh, When the guard people are trying to chase after Aladdin, if he steals bread, they're like, we're going to cut your hand off. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, now the marriage thing with Jasmine about marrying a prince, that's very standard for this kind of movie, that it's not very much a a culture-specific kind of thing. Sultans and all that stuff. But, I mean, and then you also have the issue of just the fact that everybody's voiced by it's white people, white people voicing all of these characters. Mm -hmm. And so... As a kid, you don't know about that. Didn't you don't care at all. And now, so and this was the start of this. So then, you know, Disney's just slowly trying to do right by it. They did Aladdin, then they did The Lion King, which was animals. But then that morphed into like the stage show, and that was a great kind of celebrating a of, uh, celebration of African culture. Eventually, right, not right away, but I still cast some white people, um Jonathan Taylor, Thomas, um that's fine, they're animals, and that's whatever but uh, but then we had Pocahontas, which had its own issues, and then you had uh, uh um muan, uh, yeah, which is another one that was a specific type of culture, but then, yeah, people were I mean it's a tricky landscape they were trying to work, mm-hmm. and at least now, say what you will, we will talk about the new Aladdin coming up. Uh say what you will about that. They are at least like they did cast like appropriate actors for where it's set, which is nice. I mean we are getting to a by...
1: point.
0: Guy Richie. <laughs> which is very strange too. But um, you know, it's a weird thing. So then you, so to watch it again and kind of having that in your brain, it is a little bit like, Am I able to like separate this as it turns out for me I was just like, Oh, this is just like me watching it as a kid and totally. I enjoy the movie and I can kind of put that aside. But hey, I got white privilege and I'm a white guy. So, you know, I don't really have like a lot of legs to uh, stand on in terms mm-hmm. of that argument. I don't know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can, I'm fine by it. Cause I, it doesn't affect me. Right. On adult
1: viewing. Sadly, the race stuff bothers me less than the, the Jasmine stuff.
0: Right. And we can talk about that too. It's um, annoying. It's annoying. Yes. What? Okay. So what is it about a uh, Jasmine that you find out? Because she is a strong willed character. She has her own feelings, and she stands up for herself and chooses her own path.
1: Does she, though? She does. She's like, hey, look at my midriff.
0: She does. That was just, again, and that's more to do with, like, the time and place The stuff.
1: time and place. No, of it's what, not.
0: It's the culture that they're trying to, like, oh, push on.
1: Oh, is it the culture of Islam where women <laughs> can bear their
0: midriffs? It's the culture, it's the pop culture of that, which is, like, those outfits that the, like, the dancing girls. You've seen all that in those, yeah, if you watch, like, a, like a Will Smith music video from, like, 1992, you're gonna see that. It's just annoying. It's like seize, that not piece Caesar's is annoying. Where it's
1: like the only time she wears her hijab is like when she goes. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Is when she goes out into the. Well, yeah. Right. With all the hoodlums and all the
0: riffraff. But see, they are just—they're the they're not even—they're not even trying to touch that because all they do is like she's hiding to make sure people don't know that she's the princess. So they're avoiding that whole that whole deal. Altogether,
1: and then her whole life is controlled by these men. So it's her bumbling dumbass father. He's a he's a dumbass. Who's dumb? Yep. <laughs> and then it's Jafar who wants to Evil. use her to be rich, but then also later makes a comment about basically wanted to get with her because she's young and hot. Because she's fine. And then there's Aladdin who's like stalking her and doesn't know her and lies to her and tries to like trick her. He doesn't a stalk face. her. I don't think
0: he stalks her. He meets her and helps her, and then he falls in love with her in the day that they always do in these movies where they just fall in love with each other in a day. It's not stalking. He helped her, thought she was beautiful, hung out with her, fell in love with her, then lies and makes bad decisions based on his lies, but, like, he's not stalking her so much as, he like... He,
1: like, tricks her and then, like, pretends to be somebody else. Number
0: one, no, he doesn't. False. He does not trick her and he, pretend to be he, somebody else. He intends...
1: He he intends to trick her. That's his intention.
0: No, he gets a genie that allows him to magically turn into what it is that can get her in the first place, which is being a prince. You have to play by the rules of what he is. We're going to get into this whole separate issue. About no, we're going to get
1: into it now. This isn't going to be a four no, hour I wanna, podcast. I want to
0: touch on this one more time, though, because I think because you know what? Here's the thing. And this is why we have to stop this little part of the conversation. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh,
1: okay. Why don't you... No, we're...
0: stop. I mean, stop and continue it, I mean. Right? This is what I'm talking about. Because after we watched the movie, a few days later, whatever, we watched a little thing, like an honest trailer mm -hmm, mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. Aladdin. It's that internet series that does honest trailers. Some of those honest trailers, I think, are very funny little bits. This one, I thought, was really annoying. And... Poorly and kind of just lazy and, and, and kind of takes a shortcut in terms of like what the so-called shortcomings of Aladdin are. Because I think that that is a little bit of a unfair representation of what goes on a little bit. Like, he's not tricking her. I don't so remember much
1: as, this part of the trail. I know we watched it, but I don't remember it.
0: It was just talking about like, oh, Aladdin, he was like, he's a thief and it's okay because he's, he's lies and a thief and reward him, reward him, reward him because he's a lies and, liar and a thief. And that's not, at all what the movie is trying to convey. Nor does I think nor do I think that the movie ever really tries to portray Aladdin as a bad guy in that sense.
1: Well t- no, it would never try to portray him as a bad guy because he's the protagonist. Well yeah,
0: but if you just like if you like take away the context of what they show you in the movie, of course you can say he's a liar and a thief, and that's all that video does is say like, well why does this guy deserve anything? He lies to her and he cheats and steals. So he doesn't deserve jasmine or whatever. But that's not what the movie Provides us in terms of evidence of who Aladdin is and why he chooses to lie and why he chooses to pursue her. His his feelings for her are genuine in the context of what a Disney relationship is. They fall in love in the equal amount of time that they ever do in these movies, new or old, Frozen, and all the other things. It's all the same concept. Like, how long it takes. So that's not really, like, an issue in terms of, like, saying he stalked her. He fell in love with her.
1: I know. It's just annoying because her whole life is surrounded by, like, men who are controlling and manipulating right. her life. but it's There's pro- not even a female, other female character. There's
0: not, and that's a problem, for sure. There's an absolute problem. Even though everybody has a sidekick in this movie, even her sidekick is just like a non-gendered tiger. Or
1: Raj, whatever. pretty Raja. sure that's a boy tiger.
0: Well, who knows? Because it's not, I mean, it's just the magical, maybe the magic carpet's a female? We don't know. <laughs> Rug? Ah? ah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're
1: calling, I don't think, what, No. <laughs> It's a rug. (laughs) Since when are we calling a pussy a rug?
0: People do it. (laughs) Think carpet? The carpet matches the drapes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, it is a problem, right? We're not talking about this movie being, like, progressive in any way, but it is progressive in the line of... It's more progressive than, like, say, the older Disney movies where she's just a princess and she's a damsel and stays in a castle and she does what she everybody tells her to do because that's what she does and doesn't have any objection toward it besides like, oh, I wish that I could do this. This that's movie actually gives us a character that is strong-willed enough to say that she doesn't like it and it's not okay that you're treating me this way. I'm saying that that um, is more of a push. Doesn't
1: Ariel do the same exact thing? She's a lot more passive. She stands up to her father. She does. She loses her voice to go... Take her own path.
0: Right, she's more passive. And I think a lot, Jasmine is a step back from Belle, who's a lot more independent, although she has a thing where she gets imprisoned by a man, <laughs> and then eventually falls in love with him. This but is, at least we get you're like a not whole- we help
1: in your case, We here, get man. a whole
0: season of, uh, she's got a whole sea, like time passes, at least in the castle at, uh, Beauty and the Beast, right? She falls in love with Beast after, a, like, a winter. <laughs> yeah, that's called a- <laughs> A winter of imprisonment. What's Stockholm that? Syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, so that's what's. <laughs> I guess my point of all of this is that the movie plays. It's it's so good at telling its individual story that when it plays, it's charming. It Even does. though yeah. there yeah. are problematic aspects of it, of I wouldn't say just the specific movie, but the time period in which it was made was the '90s, and the the company that was releasing it, which was Disney making benign family entertainment, right? So.
1: Also, you know, I was just thinking, um, totally unrelated because that's what I do. Sometimes when you talk, I just think about what.
0: You don't listen.
1: It's true.
0: You don't care about what I'm saying. My
1: active listening could use some skills. I was trying to think, um, is there some authenticity in um, the magic carpet ride?
0: Is there authenticity?
1: Yeah. Like, is she really falling in love with him at that point?
0: Well, I think then, that the movie was again. This is this honest trailer argument of just like, "Well, you whisk me away and take me." I think that's re- reducing that character of Jasmine down to more less than what she is. It too. is,
1: but you know what the Magic Carpet ride is doing. Uh, the bachelor thing where it's like I'm going to take you on a helicopter ride it's going to be the best date of your life it is and social psychology tells us that when our arousal state is up whether it's from exercise or adrenaline that we're more likely to um, associate those arousal not like sexual arousal but physical arousal to well yeah it certainly helps love. it's a
0: magical moment
1: it sure was a magical moment people are going to fall
0: in love in magical moments that's just that's why they do it on The Bachelor because I think it's they true. can manufacture that kind of drama I would argue that Jasmine makes up her mind about whether she likes Aladdin as a character earlier in the movie when they're sharing that time together when she's in disguise before she knows anything about him and he knows anything about her. That's when this relationship is actually, it's almost honest, right? Even though they're both technically, you know, she's lying about who she is and, and whatnot. There's they're at like least catfishing each other. A little bit there. It's like, it's like Arabian catfish.
1: Oh my god, now this movie just got so much more interesting. It is, it's a fascinating movie. It's like the original catfish.
0: I would say that I like Jasmine because she does, she's more vocal and critical. She calls her husband, her, not her husband, her dad a buffoon for what he is. She loves him, but he's a buffoon. Mm -hmm. She knows Jafar's bad from the beginning. She Mm -hmm. calls him out. She's not, um passive, and I like that she's not passive. She at least has a voice to uh complain about what's going on to her, and it doesn't feel... It's earned, at least. and Again, it's not a perfect depiction, but it's a movie about Aladdin. The movie's called Aladdin, not called Jasmine, so it's I guess it's okay that there's a little bit of secondariness there, but, mm-hmm. but you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with her character so much yeah. as... That's and funny. I think you're supposed to be angry. Like, our daughter was watching the movie, and she was like... She shouldn't have to marry... why should have to marry a prince? That's a stupid thing. She'll have to do. She can do whatever she wants. She can marry a prince, a princess, not a prince, not a girl, boy, whatever. That's what her opinion is, and I think that Jasmine's speaking up of that is a is a is a good enough role model. It's a good for a nineteen ninety two movie. It's a good nineties step. A good nineteen ninety two. And it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't date in right itself direction. in and of itself because our daughter can watch it and recognize like that's really unfair, and I'm angry about that. You're not supposed to like what her dad's doing, you're not supposed to like Jupar, so who? Here we are, Jepar, Jafar, Jafar, Jalar radar Jafar, it's Jafar. So anyway, that's just my thoughts Let's on. Let's
1: talk that. about who the real hero of this movie is. Aladdin? No. The genie? No. Abu? No. Magic carpet. Yes, the magic carpet (laughs) saves the fucking day (laughs) so many times, a billion times. Like, they'd all be dead. One of several sidekicks
0: in the movie. This movie is just all sidekicks. Yeah, well, he's the real hero. You got a magic carpet. You got a monkey, and you got a tiger. All sidekicks.
1: Without the magic carpet, Aladdin's dead when he's in the cave of wonders. Mm Dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? Uh, just real quick. Uh, the song I always like the most in Aladdin is uh, One Jump Ahead right in the beginning, toward the beginning, where he's like running away from the- Let's we'll
1: hear up it if you uh, think it's your favorite.
0: No, I'm not going to sing it.
1: How can you say it's your favorite if you can't sing it off the top of your head? I'm not doing Whereas that. I can sing, a whole new world.
0: Gotta eat to live, gotta steal to eat, tell you all about it when I got the time. Boom. Okay. Cause it's got it a little you. bit of like that fast. Like uh-huh. that. But I, what I like about the that one- is that I like the animation of it. I think it's really well put together. It's also just like a good... It's a. It's one of those things that you don't get in movies as much. Like, these movies is like... It's a nice, like... It's a character introduction piece. Mm-hmm. It's like a character song. Yep. So it's progressing your story and learning about your character all in like about a two-minute span of running around with the swords and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a multiplier and I like scene that. right there. I like that. Get
1: more shit give done. Give me my information. Mm-hmm. Give me a
0: catchy song and let it go. Mm-hmm. And again, he's... Yes, he's a thief. He's a bad guy he lies all the time but he steals to and he gives it to the kids he has a moral center he only steals because the, he's gotta the, eat the out there's something wrong he's with the system it's a broken system right
1: it, you know what though yeah. hey aladdin get a get fucking a, job you could get a job just like get your maybe there's young, not maybe the economy you're strong he, he'll
0: be one of those guards that should be the number they seem like they aren't the best people but well, they should he could be, still get a job the first thing you should do after he's getting with Jasmine is talk, like, you know, there's no jobs out here. Like, I had to steal to eat. Like,
1: unemployment is real bad. And I wanted parts. to
0: tell you about it when I had the time, but I was get, always getting chased by your palace guards. It was horrible. Can you, like, work on this a little bit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so I like that song. But then it does take quite a while for us to get to Aladdin, or not Aladdin, the genie, which is the why everybody went to this movie, right? To see Robin Williams as a genie. Coming into the the lamp, they can't touch anything in the Cave of Wonders except for the lamp. Abu, which is a great comedic uh, sidekick character,
1: mm-hmm. great
0: monkey. Her daughter, she was like in the monkey because she likes monkeys. He's a great character.
1: Yep, and that scene is very Indiana Jonesy.
0: Oh yeah, it's just a whole thing of Indiana Jones walking mm-hmm. up the steps. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so great. The, lo- the whole necessary escape, this was kind of like one of those. They really, I remember when this movie came out, they were really saying, like, look at the, we had to use, like, computers to make some of this lava.
1: Yeah, look at all the lava. And so
0: they did that ahead of time. So then when you went to the movie, it's like, oh, it does look different. It's like computer animation, right? So that was cool. And then finally, after this whole situation, again, uh the magic carpet does save his life. Catches him as he falls because Jafar tries to betray him. But a boo. Oh, he also like carries him him
1: through all the lava. Oh yeah,
0: like how is he gonna get out of there?
1: He never, ever, ever. He was gonna die real quick.
0: And the magic carpet is like a, you know, he's a. It's like the equivalent of a dog, I guess. Like in terms of just like its personality. Mm -hmm. But like, what's the deal with this thing? Because they said touch nothing but the lamp. But did they touch? He didn't I don't think he touched the carpet before then. but like yeah, what, is the, what is walked on top of it What's the carpet doing there?
1: Who is he? What's his backstory or her backstory?
0: But the genie knows the magic carpet. Yeah, they're he friends. recognizes them when he comes out. 10,000 years gives me such a crook I mean, in the neck, but he recognizes the magic carpet. Uh, I am carpet. very
1: curious about the backstory here uh, like more so than Jasmine.
0: Because there's a lot of interesting things about um the genie in general. Um because of his way with pop culture references at the time because it's Rob Williams Obviously just ad-libbing in his recording session and just doing impressions and things like that. But he introduces a universe in which this genie has references to things in the future. Way in the future. Uh, uh, he's time traveling, right? There's some Obviously. kind of time – like the lamp is not centered in time and space in the mm-hmm. way that we're used to – Like, a, yeah. I, he That lamp is going all over the place. Yep. Into the future, into the past – has awareness of Disney things. It has a it turns into Pinocchio at one point. I mean, there's a lot. There's Sebastian shows up in some magical thing from uh, Little, Little Mermaid. I mean, that's the only explanation we have. Except for, well, Robin Williams just was riffing and then they made some stuff.
1: Sure, but, like, genies are, like, all-knowing. They're but it's unlocking a powerful. whole universe
0: that just is really fascinating. I'm
1: sure Aladdin was like, I don't know what the fuck you are doing. It's
0: like, what is this impression that you're doing? I don't know, I've never seen a late night, I've never seen a late night talk show. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you got a really big show. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know your Rodney Dangerfield impression. Okay. <laughs> As a kid, by the way, I was all just. Uh, the Roddy Dangerfield, I did know. But a I lot of those like, other ones. I don't
1: know all this. This is weird. Should I be laughing? I'm laughing. Ha <laughs> ha But
0: that's great. But you know what? It, it works because you know what was a great show that also did that? Was a little thing called Animaniacs. That thing was overloaded with like old Hollywood references that we didn't really understand. Didn't even
1: know what was happening. They
0: also had like a good. Every now and again, that that show would at least throwing throwing a good like Michael Keaton as Batman animated thing with a giant chin, and you knew like be like I've seen that Batman, <laughs> so that's pretty fun. But other ones not so much. But um, so then genie comes in, and we get a we do the the rules of being a genie are very specific to like
1: classic they're so good they're
0: just like you gotta cut like what well what, what, you gotta because it's like a it's like the narrative equivalent of like having a cell phone in, in movies now it's yep. like you have to like pro, pro, provide rules so you can't just like quickly solve your plot problems right away exactly so you have to have these things that like you have to put in the sand it's like nope can't do that
1: let's hear what they are
0: great so what'll it be master <laughs> you're
1: gonna grant me any three wishes I want, right? Uh, almost. There are a few uh, provisos, uh, a couple of quid pro quos. Like? Uh, rule number one, I can't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, so don't ask. Uh, rule number two, I can't make anybody fall in love with anybody
0: else. <laughs>
1: you little
0: them there. Rule number three. I can't bring people back from the dead. It's not a
1: pretty picture. I don't like doing it. Other than that, you got it.
0: Hmm. Provisos? You mean limitations? On wishes? <laughs> some all-powerful Whoa. genie. Can't even bring people back from the dead. I don't know, Abu. He probably can't even get us out of this cave. Looks like we're gonna have to find a way out of here. Excuse me? <laughs> Are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me
1: here? And all of a sudden, you're walking out on me? I don't think so. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down!
0: Oh, that Aladdin, he's tricky. I like this. I, I like how we get Aladdin's a street smart kind of guy. He's street smart. He can get himself a free wish essentially, which sucks because you're. St- Look, uh, everybody is getting this. I I don't know. Again, the lamp moves in time and space, probably. But like, yeah, if you're trapped in a cave of wonders, I mean, you're gonna have to like default like request to get out of this cave yeah, of it's wonders. Bullshit, man. It's kind of a bullshit thing. You don't really get three wishes. Yep. Um, I do like how the, one of the rules is like you can't bring anybody back from the dead because that's like a whole pet cemetery thing. You don't want to have dealing with yourself. Don't want that. They don't come back right. They don't come back the same.
1: They don't come back the same.
0: You just don't want that can't kill off your villain. You can't have anybody fall in love with you. That's a big one. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, he obviously really likes Jasmine. But would it be... You wouldn't want that anyway, right? You wouldn't want to force someone to fall in love with you. That would feel like you weren't uh doing it the right way. You know what I mean? You'd always be wondering why, uh, you know... Uh, Like, does this person really love me or does some genie maker do it? You know what I mean? That'd well, you very, wouldn't wonder it. You would know. It'd just be a real insecure part of your life. Apparently Jafar doesn't have a problem with that because he requests that. I mean, like, yeah, it feels pretty rapey, too. Oh, it's pretty rapey. I
1: mean, that's <laughs> always, sure. you want to avoid that, usually.
0: So then this brings us to what I think is the central debate of uh, Aladdin, which is his wish is to become, he the rule is, it's not Jasmine's um, rule. Hold
1: on, pause. Mm-hmm. I love that you you just prefaced this with, this is the central debate of yes, Aladdin. this is the key debate. Per- Tyler Wilson. <laughs> yeah. circa so much so. 2019. Excuse me,
0: so much so that the, the new Aladdin film in the marketing has already addressed this very topic. So excuse true. me. It's true. Um, but, you know, there's a rule. Jazz, it's not Jasmine's, she doesn't want to marry a Prince. She could care less, right? But there's like this rule that you have to marry a Prince. So this is Aladdin's idea. Is like you, you make me a Prince and then I will be able to potentially woo her and date her and marry her, right? This is the thing. He acts after this like, oh, she's going to know I'm a phony because Aladdin is has his wish granted. The genie turns him into a prince. So we do, are led to believe, right? But no, the whole time Aladdin's like, oh, I don't – I'm not really a prince. We're just like doing up a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not right because his wish was make me a prince, Therefore, you are a prince, in my opinion. You've been default made a prince. And that means that it's the genie's responsibility to give you an entire backstory, to give you the... A kingdom. The kingdom in which that you come from. Like, all of this stuff is important. If that's your wish, and you can be granted, and you're an all-powerful genie, these are the things that you have to fill in in your job. Uh-huh. I don't know. It doesn't... We don't necessarily... Now, I'm not saying that the movie is this as a whole, because I don't think the movie addresses that. We don't know at the point that we see the big parade... What the genie has done other than create this parade and put it in there. But my point is is that his central problem was that the genie didn't say, like, no, no, listen, your wish was you're a prince, so you're a prince. So don't feel like you aren't one because you are one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you just have to get used to it because you are one now. It's all about – it's a manner of your – it's brain power. You have to, like, really visualize who you are and that's who you are because he's a prince at this point.
1: You're being real intense right now, Tyler. He's a
0: prince. <laughs> <laughs> He is a prince. He wished to be a prince. He is a prince. He should not feel less than because he is one. But he wasn't one. Right. And that's why Aladdin is a good guy. This is one of the reasons. He doesn't feel like that person even though he's been granted that wish. And that's why I take a lot of resentment toward little funny internet videos and things like this that call Aladdin a bad guy for lying to Jasmine which yes he lies to her but she lied to him too about who she was in the beginning and he does that out of complete insecurity because he feels like that's the only reason that's the only way that he's going to feel adequate in front of her he's not lying for bad intentions he just wants to have a chance to be with her so yes and he and by the way he also knows he's bad is shouldn't be lying he learns from it knows he made a mistakes and his lying actually causes a lot more trouble for not only does he hurt Jeannie's feelings and causes the whole scenario where Jafar becomes an evil genie or an evil sorcerer his lying has consequences and it is not he's not tricking jasmine into loving him she loves him despite his him making these mistakes or at least giving him a chance despite these mistakes so i don't like when we like reduce it down to like he's a liar and he tricked her cuz it's not what it is he act, all of his lying has consequences and he has to grow from that and he's coming from a world where he has to Still to eat. And he was going to tell you all about it. And he would have told you all about that if he had the time.
1: Oh, my God. Are you done yet? <laughs> no. Um, what I like about what you were just saying mm-hmm. is that I think that Aladdin's sense of, like, feeling like he's a fraud... Is actually kind of speaks to, like, imposter syndrome where everybody kind of... Everyone usually experiences this at some point in their life. And so, like, a psychological thing where you feel like you're an imposter, someone's going to find you out, they're going to realize that you're not as good as you are, Mm -hmm. that you suck at this job, or that you suck at this, that you're just a fraud. Mm -hmm. I think it does kind of speak to that experience that we all have, even Mm -hmm. though we don't have a genie who made us, the you know, into a prince.
0: It's a real interesting uh, character morality play a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you have to give the movie some credit for giving you a character that knows that his lies are bad and mm-hmm. he's not really that person because he doesn't feel that way. And he's feeling like – and he feels that way, by the way, because he doesn't want to impress her that way. In fact, he learns pretty quickly that the impressing stuff doesn't impress her at all. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like the pompous shit. And so he has to learn that. Now – the movie does, so when we were watching this, I was just like, well, what the, like, cause the, cause my memory of the movie is that obviously he gets exposed, right? Mm-hmm. But the way he gets exposed is actually not a plot hole because... Hold on, uh,
1: before you go there. Right. Um, the genie at one point mm-hmm. does encourage him to be himself. Yes. And this was our seven year old daughter's favorite joke of the movie. Oh, she
0: laughed for a long time. There
1: were a couple. She laughed at some So stuff. we watched, yeah. we tried to watch Aladdin a couple years ago. Didn't and really Mary was through. like five and she was like, don't yeah. give a shit about this. Walked out. Like, I don't care about this. Wasn't movie. frozen. Yeah. <laughs> this year. Wasn't Moana. <laughs> we turned it on and she was in it to win it. She loved she it all. Yeah, she had a Specifically. Fun with it the genie so at one point um aladdin is like out on the balcony with jasmine and and the genie turns into a little bee and he's yeah. like be yourself she laughed and laughed oh and my god laughed she laughed, and laughed so and laughed hard and laughed. at that joke and she's she like did. and he's a bee
0: <laughs> and she's like it's funny because she's he's a bee <laughs> and he said be yourself it's like yeah no i got the joke Thank yeah you. i got the joke <laughs> i got the joke 25 years ago no, 27 years ago oh my 27 gosh 27
1: years ago yeah, it's been a while jesus anyway
0: no, so I like that. No, so when uh the main conflict is that Aladdin was going to use his third wish to free the genie because that's all he wants, right? But then he feels like he's messed up and so he needs to hold on to his wish just in case. That makes Genie mad uh because of the circumstance a little bit. He the lamp gets out of his hands and Jafar gets it. And this creates another one of these uh you learn a lot about this genie world because apparently he can have like Multiple gigs going at once mm-hmm. <laughs> because he has to serve Jafar, but he's still got a wish left from Aladdin, but he's like Jafar's requests are currently superseding Aladdin's other final requests you get you don't finish one. Like, he's still got this lingering thing on, but he seems like he has to be listening to Jafar He
1: has to listen to whoever is in possession of the lamp. Possession
0: of the lamp, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's got, you know, there's multiple side gigs. It doesn't nullify his last wish, anything like that.
1: But I think that's because if you get two wishes and then someone else gets theirs, you don't get to start over with a fresh new three.
0: Right. So then the way that... Which
1: is what Marion was really proposing that Aladdin do.
0: Right. (laughs) That's also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it isn't actually, uh, he doesn't get exposed so much as it, it it's very clear. Jafari is a sorcerer. He becomes a powerful sorcerer. He's not a genie yet. That happens later, but he becomes a powerful sorcerer and his sorcery, his magic is what reveals and turns Aladdin back into uh, from Prince Ali into Aladdin, he's like, oh, so he strips, so, uh, him, he strips him of it. So I think he's actually removing that title with that that magic that mm-hmm. he's using. So I don't think it's a taken out
1: his backstory. It's not
0: addressed like directly, but that was what I gathered is that it's You're not like, a whole. Oh, you I know like what? it. I was I was like, I'm impressed that they like probably thought of this and they're mm-hmm. like filling that gap for people that are just like, but isn't he a prince? Like regardless yeah. of whether or not he gets his clothes taken away, you no, know, it's because Jafar has taken it. He uses He's, he's uses mm-hmm. pa- magic powers. Yeah. So I liked that aspect of it. When
1: I shared your take on this whole thing, Uh a couple of people were like, there you go. Disney, they're just button it all up. They think (laughs) of fucking everything. They do. They
0: think of fucking everything. Think
1: of everything. That's right. Because you were like, oh, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. And then you're like,
0: oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Because my memory of it was like, well, just who cares what Jafar says? What what the fuck does Jafar know? He's like the... Second in command. He has no real title. He's not any kind of yeah, bloodline. Yeah, he kept
1: threatening Fuck Aladdin and threatening him.
0: So, like, who cares what he says? I'd be like, yeah, I'm a prince. Prince Ali, I have a genie turn me into a prince. I got the documentation over here. Genie, show him the documentation of my genie. He's
1: my certificate.
0: Yeah, he's got a certificate and everything. So, but I also like, see, this Aladdin. I like how the cleverness of Aladdin. Because, really, we get a pretty great uh sequence where um, Jafar is super powerful. He's like a snake and shit. It's cool, right? Um... So, but he decides to trick. The way he is able to defeat uh, Jafar is he gets to. He just says like, "You're not as powerful. Like, oh, you're a powerful sorcerer, but you're not the most powerful person in the universe. The genie has more power. He gave you your power. If you want to be all powerful, you got to be a genie." He's oh, like, "Oh yeah,
1: little little mind ninja." So
0: then, third wish, he says, "I want to be an all powerful genie." Well, everything that comes with being a genie means you get shackled into a lamp. And you get sucked in, and you have to serve and a you master,
1: enslaved for all eternity.
0: It was a careful, what, be careful what you wish for situation. Mm-hmm. And he uh, tricked him out of it. Pretty yeah, great.
1: It was. That was pretty exciting. It's a clever as a play.
0: Kid. Jasmine gets sidelined as a damsel. That sucks. We're not with, talking with a fun little
1: BDSM moment where she gets all, all chained up and real sexy. Oh, she got the. Oh yeah. Look. And then she's like, "Are you? A, oh, is my? Far, oh, that, I was love a you. that was a trick. You. I know, but it was
0: very like. Oh, it's real. uh yeah, are you a now? Just be honest now. Are you a a blue blue outfit Jasmine kind of gal, or are you a red outfit kind of Jasmine it kind of?
1: Depends on how many drinks
0: I've had. Oh, okay, Well, really? So which one do you think is the 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 more attractive outfit for Jasmine?
1: I mean, <laughs> the feminist in me is gonna is gonna go ahead and not answer that question on air. It's
0: a jokey question. It's fine. You don't have to answer it. Um. Okay. I mean,
1: if she were choosing,
0: I was just kidding. You don't if have it to. Were it's her not choice, a real question.
1: Obviously, the red outfit is. More sexualized.
0: It is. Well, yeah. Obviously. Right. Because Jafar, it's Jafar. Well, it's the classic, uh, like, red evil color. You know, Right, Jafar's in red. He becomes a red genie. All of it's mm-hmm. red, red, red. He's, you know, it's the dark mm-hmm. part of the storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Aladdin uh ends up using that third wish to free the genie at the end because he's a good guy. He knows that he needs to be honest with Jasmine. His honesty ends up impressing Sultan dumb shit, and he decides to change the law, which he could have done forever ago. What You're an asshole.
1: Sold. At some point, I think, though, he has some throwaway comment of, of, like, well, I want you to be taken care of or something like that to her.
0: And that's a fatherly thing, I guess, but it's also just, like, oh, fuck, all right. Oh, so
1: I get to be with, like, a rapey guy? Cool, yeah, she's like, oh, thanks, great. yeah, dad. Get,
0: you almost gave me Jafar, asshole. It's like, I know that he was being hypnotized by Jafar and his little uh, staff. By the way, what's the deal? Now, I understand that uh, staffs aren't cool. But I'm waiting for the day that staffs become, like, a cool thing, like, you can walk around with. Because I feel like a lot of people would buy, A, that snake staff. And I think they probably made those. But also, like, you know, the Jurassic Park uh, Mosquito and Amber staff. You know, they don't see a lot of these. They're making all this shit for pop culture officials, but you don't see staffs. If someone takes this idea, I want a little bit of that dough. <sighs>
1: If I could go the rest of my life without hearing a few things from you, my (laughs) life would be boring. So boring. Yeah. So boring.
0: Mostly that I like that mosquito. Is is this the
1: second time I've made this comment today? It sure is. The (laughs) other time I made this comment was when we were driving by a car wash today. And Tyler has this little bit he does every time we go by a car wash. Car wash where... I mean, I... He's he's controlling himself he can't he can't almost <laughs> stop himself right now from talking about how car washes are stupid why do we have them why are there so many who goes through car wash they're unnecessary
0: I and mean, I feel like you're really reducing this argument down oh to my god not what so my argument if is. I could go the rest of my life
1: without hearing his bit on car washes or his excitement demand and desire for a fucking mosquito in amber on a goddamn staff yeah. oh god so, that'd
0: be amazing listen like if you really want to wash your car, it's called, oh, like... <laughs> you gotta... There's a hoses everywhere. Oh my like, God. Just hose it off yourself. Oh, yeah? When's the last time you hand-washed a vehicle? I don't care about it. The rain will take care of it for the most part for me. I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? It's a car.
1: Oh, my God. Why are we talking <laughs> about it again?
0: You brought it up. You You did. brought it up. You brought <laughs> it up. Jesus. Uh, anything about... Oh, you know, the... I'll tell you what. The one thing I remember about Aladdin more than anything mm-hmm. wasn't so much the movie, but my God there was the sega genesis game of aladdin holy shit that Who was like one this? of my didn't, favorite games
1: didn't have and you that. know what i
0: learned was that the super nintendo because i had genesis and uh my, a couple of my friends had super nintendo right but when they have like games that are the same like oh aladdin came out on super nintendo it came out on genesis my assumption was, was like that genesis version was it's like the, the same. same no i played the super nintendo one recently and it's different like it has the same look. But it's different, and I would argue, probably just because I played the the Genesis one so much that the Genesis one is better.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it was easier.
0: No. it It's pretty fun and easy when you're just doing, like, the Agrabah stuff and you're hopping around in the buildings. That's pretty easy. But when you get to, like, the Cave of Wonders, oh, man, to get out of the Cave of Wonders on your little uh, rug, hard hard. <laughs>
1: I'm nodding, but I've heard you say all this when we watch the movie, and you're like, "This is really hard to do this in the video," and then you're yeah. like whacking mirror and you're like, "This was hard in the video game." Yeah. And she's like, "What?" Arthur, I
0: got the game. I, I should bring I her know. down. I'm sure she'd probably like to watch it. Oh um, my god! But it's what's great about the game is it's got that like 16-bit version of the songs. You know, like like all the songs yep. are in the in the um the game, but in like 16-bit. Oh, it's so awesome! I'm telling you, people love that shit. Because they have it in those little uh, phone games all the time, mm-hmm. so I love that aspect of it. So, listen, have you landed anywhere on whether you think Aladdin is good or not?
1: No, it's good. It's definitely good,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it still holds up.
0: Despite obvious, there's some obvious problems, right? I mean, we're not we're not trying to like gloss over the obvious, like yeah, I cultural and you know gender problems. In the movie. I have
1: this problem, mm-hmm. um, where they make characters. Who are bad guys or even not bad guys, but guys um, annoying, <laughs> and you're supposed to be annoyed by them. But there's like a level where like I stop enjoying the movie because I'm so annoyed by them. Because so
0: you're, you're an anti Iago person,
1: fuck, uh, you
0: don't like Iago. No. I'm a big fan. I think that that is like if Gilbert Gottfried is in existence, like that was what he was meant to do was be Iago and be this loudmouth. I think it's, some of his lines are really funny. And That's he's true. meant to be allowed. Some of it
1: now. is really funny.
0: Yeah. I think, I, I think this, the side, the sidekick game in this movie is the best. I like all of the sidekicks, including Iago. I just like his, it's just a filthy, he's, he like, doesn't swear, but he just feels like he would, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a filthy mouth little bird who's just kind of miserable. And incidentally, in the sequel directed video things, they kind of like keep him around as like kind of a, he kind of becomes on their side a little bit. And there was a cartoon series, I used, there was a cartoon series that became a thing mm-hmm. where they, obviously Rob Williams wasn't in there. But then they had a cart where Full Houses a Scott Weiner was the voice of that. And, uh, but then they did like the Return of Jafar was the second one, and then they did The Prince of Thieves. Uh, Robin Williams actually came back for the third one, which was a straight to video movie, and that was a big deal. Like, we got Robin Williams, guys. It's a straight to VHS movie, but we got him, right? Did
1: you watch it? I had
0: it. We owned it. It was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who are you?
0: It's definitely better than Return of Jafar, which is the sequel, because that fake genie, not great. I mean,. It's tough. Anytime you have, like, a famous person doing a voice. Like, I, you know how, like, when you hear commercials with, toy like, Woody from Toy Story and it's not Tom Hanks? Mm -hmm. And even when it's, like, Tom Hanks' brother, which is real, like, they use Tom Hanks' brother, it's like, that's get out of here. It's not Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. But same with Buzz Lightyear. Like, a lot Mm -hmm. of those characters, it's just like, no, it's not you. I don't want to hear it. Marion's really good at picking that out. She can tell. She'll be like,
1: "He he sounds weird." They
0: don't like first season Curious George because it's William H Macy versus like the not famous person before. And I bet, man, oh, see, William H Macy is gonna come out a little unscathed because he wasn't in that email chain with that college thing. Mm -hmm. But if he was, do you think the Curious George people will be like, "We need to take his voice off and get the other guy to record these"? I or mean, is it that our kids of would like that. They would don't. They don't like. They don't like that because they watch more of the later episodes. Yeah. Like, that guy doesn't sound right. Yeah, they don't like William H Macy in there. No, but in Prince of Thieves, the <laughs> third one, it's Robin Williams, and it's just like you can tell that they're just like. Here you go, Robin. Sit down in the booth and do whatever you want. We'll fix the plot whenever. And it was just, because it's like, there's a plot line, but then anytime the genie's on, it's just like, well, there's just some genie scenes. <laughs> like, Jesus. it's barely so like a thing. Cause they paid, like, they obviously gave him some money. But, uh, but yeah. Alright, so. So yes, this movie is great
1: because the genie is lovable, and the magic carpet is great, and Apu is the best, and Aladdin is fine, and Jasmine is good as well.
0: Okay. So now that brings us to... This, we're about a f- three, four weeks away from live action Aladdin. And this was a pretty big... Um, so these movies, these live-action adapt- adaptations are really well-liked, and they make a ton of money. That Beauty and the Beast one, which isn't very good, made a ton of money. The Would Jungle Which you book.
1: constantly fight with Marion
0: about. I'm not going to bring it up. I was going to just skiff right over oh. that. But here you go. let me nope, just bring fine, up the past somewhere. I've told... Oh, let's I'm talk sure, about I'm the sure. court <laughs> <sure>.
1: <laughs> I think it's time for a little tea time with Tyler. Okay, great. I don't know what's going to happen by the time I open this lid. But Tyler, well, it's tea time with Tyler. Will I fill up my hot beverage? Great. Tonight it is British tea. Oh, it is. No, it's just coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> For a second, I was thinking like, who? I was thinking like soccer and football, and I was like, tea? No, Brits actually just drink tea. Anyway, okay. Don't I don't me. know what you're talking about. I don't soccer? Know what talking about either. Um, Tyler Wilson. Mm-hmm. By the time I fill up my uh, coffee. Hmm. Can you please list to me all the movies starring a brown person? Go.
0: What do you mean by brown person? I mean anybody
1: that's not fucking white and brown. Could be Asian, Indian, Hispanic, Mexican, whatever.
0: Are you talking about like uh, like African American people too or No.
1: Uh, no, that'd be black.
0: Okay, I don't know what your definition so. This is, we are not using, like, the correct vernacular. I think we were, like, <laughs> casually saying brown because it's, like, it's all white people and that's what we're saying. But, like, we're not, we weren't trying to be callous with that, by the way.
1: Oh, you're trying to make sure I don't get in trouble for being racist?
0: You're not. I'm just saying that we were using that as, like, uh because we were saying, like, uh, there's no... Uh,
1: are you just trying to think of movies starring brown people?
0: No, I think that that's... uh. I, point taken. I, I think we're trying to make a point of, like, there's not a lot of that, right? And go. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> there's Slumdog Millionaire. And oh my god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously?
0: That's just, I'm not doing this. Nope. You're setting me up for, like... <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, that's like a movie with leads that are not white. Ahead, are going. you just saying, like, not white? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or the, black. Not white or black. The new Aladdin. <laughs> Um <laughs> What
1: well, about that comedy? How
0: to be a Latin lover. That's... That's well, a movie. Okay. That also starred Michael you Sarah. Too, still, yeah, that's like, yeah. Roma. You know, you
1: know what's so There's There's lots.
0: I've seen, I mean that's not... There are a lot. not mainstream Hollywood movies, I think is your point.
1: You know what's really frustrating? Mm-hmm. Is that I don't know at what point in um, casting this new Aladdin. Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one by the Silicon Guy? Hmm? The Silicon Valley Guy.
0: With, like, the Mike Judge, Silicon Valley? Oh, with Kumail Nanjiani? Um, um, The Big Sick, which is a great movie. That was a great movie.
1: Um, At some point in casting this movie, they had cast almost everyone but Aladdin, and they were like... In the, the new one, the new live action. The new and They right. were like, oh, well, we're having a really hard time finding someone who can act and sing and dance. That's
0: bullshit. There's like that two songs you're going to have to do. And also... It's a whole... There's a whole Bollywood culture. Yes! <laughs> like, there's a whole huge industry over there. You can't yes. tell me that. Such...
1: Just such dog shit.
0: That's really stupid. Yep. Anyway, all right. Well, that was a disastrous uh <laughs> tea time with that. Uh, you were racist. I'm uh, racist. You're <laughs> racist. <laughs> I think we're trying to be we're trying we're trying to say that we're I I think I, I'm as I don't like I'm not been a fan of these live action movies because nope. I don't need them I, I grew up with the cartoons I and, like the cartoons they're never as good
1: and they're not going to become our kids' classics our kids have classics they have Frozen they, they have Coco they have Pixar movies they have
0: right there was other classics Moana. Moana and Frozen has made much more impact than. Any of these like remakes, remakes or sequels that we've had of other yeah. things, it just specific our a kids fact.
1: might like them, but they're not going to go down. The closest thing we've
0: had is like they think they our son likes Toy Story and they like The Incredibles, but I don't think that it will like Incredibles Two is going to linger as much as like Incredibles One did for the previous. Mm-hmm. Show. I'm just saying. I or, mean, they grew up. Yeah. They've they've seen Incredibles One and Two. Yes, but um, I will. So I'm not a fan of these live. I, I they just seem like cash cows to me. I, I think that they're 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 putting in the effort. I'm not saying they're not putting in the effort. They're trying, but they're trying to just basically recreate the magic that worked before in a different way and I it never works out quite as well as you want it to. And in the regards of Aladdin, hey, I love. That's the one thing I I will say. I think the movie looks really bad.
1: But I don't think it looks really bad.
0: I think it looks pretty bad.
1: There's some parts I chuckled at in the trailer. But
0: at least here we are. At least they were like, yeah, okay, well, we cast appropriate actors for this movie. <laughs> like, we didn't, like, get, bring in, uh, Ryan Gosling or something. You know what I mean? Like, they could have done that. Yep. And, and, okay, so people say, like, oh, they would have done that, right? No, they would have done that in 2019, but I swear five years ago, that would have been a conversation where they'd be like, well, who can we get that's, like, close enough?
1: You're like, what dark brunette could we yeah, cast? Yeah, they because would totally do that. you can tell that Aladdin. I think is like a Tom Cruise Or even like, character. I, I
0: know I keep harping on this like honest trailer thing like, oh, this would never work in live or in, re- in modern times or whatever. And I think they, see, that's an older video. I don't know when they mm-hmm. did that one. But like, I mean, I think they wouldn't have even attempted this five years ago. They'd be like, no, we can't do that. There's too much cultural like landmines that we'd be stepping in, right? Yeah. So at least now we are willing to attempt that. And yeah. I that's great. I think that that's... Good. That being said, I don't know what the hell is going on with Will Smith as this genie. That was the big. I mean, this movie when the first trailer came out, it was a huge laughing stock because the genie looks so weird. It was it's blue. Will Smith. Not the whole time. It looks weird, it, and it doesn't look like a good effect, and that's the problem. It's a live action movie with this like half. Or you know what it reminds me of? Remember when they made the Mummy two? And they cast The Rock, and this was like The Rock's big debut. Oh,
1: God, that was so bad. So
0: he's in the first like five minutes yes. of the movie regular, but then his appearance at the end is just like the CGI scorpion and thing. That's so what bad. it reminds me of. It's oh, really bad it's CGI. Not that bad.
1: It kind of reminds me of like, um, do you remember ever seeing the movie Small Soldiers?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that movie. Interesting <laughs> that you say that.
1: <laughs> and like, sometimes they're live action and sometimes they look like cartoons.
0: Right. Yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> so needless to say, I mean, I honestly, the reason we, we chose to do Aladdin now, before, like, a month before it came out, is that like, so, like, we wouldn't have, like, some bullshit excuse of being like, well, we should go see that new Aladdin so that we can do a episode on both. And now, see, we don't we don't have to we tempt ourselves with that shit.
1: that requirement. That being
0: said, I have an AMC subscription, and it might still happen where I might go see it. But there's certainly not going to be, like, an essential view.
1: That being said, I did like the one scene in the Aladdin trailer where they're showing Aladdin wishing to be a prince, and Will Smith Genie is like, well, that's, I mean... Make me a prince is a pretty gray area. I can make you a prince, and
0: then there's like a A prince. He creates a prince. Right. And he's
1: like, Where's my castle? That's what
0: I was talking about. It's addressing this issue of like, Well, what do you, how big a detail do you want? I think it's important. Yeah. And then it's like,
1: you can tell in the trailer, and it's like later, he's like, I made you a prince on the outside, but on the inside, you're still who you are. I kind of like that. Very touching.
0: I do like that. I think that's a good message for what it's going for. And that was Mm -hmm. probably the best part of any of this marketing. The problem I have with it is that. We, I, the, not, none of this has shown us anything with Jasmine or Aladdin. I have no idea if these are, like, good casting choices or if they're if they're going to, you know. Because yeah. the genie is not going to show up for 35 minutes. And the movie doesn't work. I'm sorry. Like, as much as I love Robin Williams in Aladdin, like, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be something that's memorable if there wasn't enough of the other characters being likable enough. True. Right.
1: But I don't think Will Smith is a bad casting
0: I don't think it's bad because Will Smith
1: is funny. He can and be. Sing, yeah.
0: I think so. I think it's just. I remember when the the first picture came out of him in oh, a genie yeah, garb, he and he wasn't. But this was before he. No, this was before oh, the, the blue. Okay, so this is I think during like the Prince Ali segment, section where they're going on parade, and he because even in the animated one, he just looks like a human being for that routine, the mm-hmm. uh, Prince Ali song. So I thought I it never. Number one, it never occurred to me. I was like, oh, that's probably just from that scene. And I liked that look fine. First, But people on the internet were like, why is he need blue? Make him blue. We used to see the blue jeans. They're like, we're going to make him blue, whatever. But, like, I don't know. Part of me was probably like, Disney was just like, yeah, I man, I don't know. If we should show him blue. It doesn't look very good. Because I think, like, movie would probably be better if it was just, like, normal, not blue. Yes. Like you know what I mean? Like yes. I think it would just be less distracting because yes. it doesn't look. Unless they didn't get it right. Me. I'm just they didn't. Maybe it'll didn't look better get, by
1: the time they finish post production.
0: I mean, they always say that, but then like yeah, maybe it will. I remember. You know the famous example of that is like that 2003 Hulk when the trailers came out a little bit and you saw it a little bit, and I just remember like we're we're not done. We're getting it. It's gonna look real good. And then when you enter into the theaters, like no, nah, it doesn't look that good. Uh, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, you guys didn't get it. You guys didn't figure it out. Um,
1: any special segments for me?
0: Uh nope. <laughs> oh, good prep, you. Nice job. What did Roger Ebert say about this? Yeah, he, this, uh, he Aladdin?
1: um. Yep. So Roger Ebert um, he was a movie critic. <laughs> I'm Just kidding. Um, he it's like
0: he, 40th episode of the show. I've done um, this every episode.
1: He ranks out of four stars, and
0: he rates it out of four stars or three.
1: He ranks. He ranks movies out of four stars. Oh, starts. okay. You're just so out me of four, right. how many do you think he gave this? Three. One? Yeah, he gave it three. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And I'll just read one little um, um, paragraph that, you know, he wrote this in 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on point with what we've talked about today. So it's nice to hear a critic who's, you know, on point. He yeah. says, uh, one distraction during the film was its odd use of ethnic stereotypes. Most of the Arab characters... Feels even weird saying that. Have exaggerated facial because characteristics, hooked noses, glowering br- uh, yeah. brows, thick lips, but Aladdin and the princess look like the white American teenagers. Wouldn't it be reasonable that if all the characters in this movie came from the same genetic stock, they should resemble one another? Um, original music was one of the key quality. Oh, so then he goes on and right. uh, talks very highly it's, of that.
0: I like, a, I mean, it, that, that stuff doesn't occur to kids when you're watching no. it. Cause I, that doesn't register to me. Well, then you read that. It's just like, like, oh yeah, I mean, wh- he was but an why? adult
1: at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His last line of his review is: "The bottom line is that Aladdin is good, but not great, with the exception of the Robin Williams sequences, which have a life and energy all their own." True. True.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. I don't think it. It definitely is not like a. I think as my, as problematic as Beauty and the Beast's story is, Beauty and the Beast and the Little Mermaid, I think are and the Lion King. and the Lion King are like the golden standard of that generation, and they're the best. Aladdin was just one that I really liked as a kid and so that affection is there mostly because of Rob Williams and yeah so um and the music. And the music's That's good. Right yeah, the here. music's right, the music, I think, is on par with those other mm-hmm. movies. I think the songs are just as good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I had a segment for you, but now I don't have it anymore. Cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our show for today. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to get a hold of us or send us a suggestion, go check out our website at oldmillennialsremember.com. And thanks for listening, and we will talk at you another movie.
0: Bye.